This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello and welcome to a Wolf and Owl bonus episode I say bonus, the truth is, is that we only did half the time yesterday We're about to do half the time again So in many ways it's not a bonus at all But it does, we've it's broken almost it up like for Part it. two, part two Yeah, part, yeah, the second half the second of, half. So forgive me for saying bonus. Didn't they do that with one of the Lord of the Rings movies? They should have done. I mean, you could have broken the ending of the last one into fucking five parts. <laughs> well, what's the one that... There was a big film franchise where they did two parts to an ending. Sopranos sort of did it in the last two series, didn't they? They, did mm. like a, they broke the series in half. I mean, no, I'm not saying this is going to be as good as Sopranos. I mean, actually, to be fair, like the opening of this is not quite as... hasn't got a dramatic... Yeah. We've got similar feeling. life expectancies, though, so... Um, I, Sopranos made me really put on weight because they kept getting like heavy pasta dishes out of the fridge and stuff. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, also, I, I tried as best I could to try and sort of waddle and I, James Gandolfini was literally one of my biggest idols when mm. it comes to it. As an actor, I think he was the guy. Yeah. He was so fucking charismatic. He could just do it all just with a fork and a bowl of pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Feel, I don't know. It's sort of, it's sort of a compliment slash... Uh, offensive. No, I mean it as a compliment. Yeah. No, no, no. I know you do. Um, you, you watch some actors, and they've got to do a lot of heavy lifting, and they're doing it without. Like he could just, he could just say exactly what he thought. And he's, he, he is the master, isn't he, Tom? Of like of eating on camera because you never really sort of uh, are fully aware of it. Whereas you know, some people would smash for a whole roast every take or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. and he, 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 you know, he never actually ate the food as well. Well, I, I tell you what really annoys me. Not really annoys me. Right. Because eating on camera is very difficult, right? It's it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's slippery slope when you start eating on camera because then you get somebody go, um, actually, can I just say, you actually crunched on the, you crunched on the bar as you delivered that line. And then on that take, you crunched it as you delivered the third part of the line. So... Do you think you could match it up? Because it, it was you, you did say that you'd remember how you'd done it, and and that's what you were going to do every time, and and you, you sort of haven't done that. And you go, yeah, okay. Can you bring me another bar, please? I'll unwrap it on camera, like I decided to do in the first take, and I've got to match that every time now. It's fucking horrendous. I had this when I did Reluctant Landlord on Sky. I uh, why did I name the channel like I'm still promoing the show? I don't even think you can watch it. I'd, maybe you can watch it. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I think it's I think it's still one of their playbacks. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Sir. It's still in their library. But um, I thought it'd be funny. I thought it'd be funny if he really likes breakfast cereal. He's constantly eating it the whole time. I mean, that was a fucking 
monkey on my back for the entire show. Every time I was shooting in the flat, it was a disaster. I remember that, actually. I remember that thinking, I thought it was quite a funny little idea. I thought so too until I actually had to do it. And then... Mate, my, my, mine was... In, well, you, you've already alluded to it, but King Gary, that the Toby Carvery episode, shout out Toby Carvery, one of the best places to get of Carvery, I reckon, in England. Absolutely adore a bit of TC. Do you, do you honestly think Toby's is one of the best places to get? I'm not saying it isn't, but do you genuinely think Toby's? Oh, mate, I adore Toby Carvery. What's your Absolutely. attitude, Tom? Because that Toby's is a chain. Yeah. Right. And... Obviously, there there will be places that are better to get carved. No, don't disrespect to Toby, but Toby's rolling. Toby is he's having to roll it out across the country, and it's got to be the same thing wherever you yeah. go. Whereas you go to an individual place, they've got like some special thing. Like, there's no way. What I'm saying to you is, there is no way that Toby's is the best place to get a carvery. It might be the no, most. Con- it might be the most convenient. It might be surprisingly decent, but it's not the best place to get carvery, is it? I'd say it's convenient. Yeah. It's of a decent, good standard. Yeah. And you know what? I went to Toby Carver the other day for golf, and it was about 11.30 in the morning, mm. right? Uh, it's quite early, isn't it, that for a roast, to go full roast? Yeah, yeah. I was one of the first people there to, yeah. to get the roast that day. Um, well, you stood there, but, well, that, you stood there at the buffet bit just waiting for the meat to cool down to the correct temperature, well, salivating was, like a starving dog. I was with um, our mutual friend Jim, Oh, um, yeah. Shout out, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Jim was quite shocked that I was going to Toby Carvery at 11.30. The Carvery itself didn't start at 12. Uh, and so I went in and got a coffee and chilled uh, and waited till sorry, 12. Sorry, sorry, please. So you went to Toby Carvery and got a coffee to wait for it to be ready for Carvery time? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because I, I, was, I was really excited. To have, you know, do you not... So we were driving past and then... Me, me and Jim started talking about Toby Carvery's. Right. And Jim said in his Scottish accent, hey, there's a great uh, Toby Carvery just up here. And uh, I said, um, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And as he drove on a bit, I went, I still, I can't get Toby Carvery's out of my mind yet. He went, I think it's too early for the Carvery, isn't it? And I said, I'm, so I'm Jim not really doing So Jim said to you, Jim, basically, just for clarity, Jim, great bloke, uh, friend Legend. of both of ours. But paid driver in this context. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who is basically part of his job is to take you wherever you want to go, right? And so you've got... Well, he was I taking wanna... me between two jobs. Yeah. So yeah. three jobs in the end, actually. All right, mate. Um, yeah. We've all done open yeah. spots. So... so he... <laughs> <laughs> 11.30 in the morning, an open mic. Can yeah, listen, we don't want, so we don't want to put you on too late on because that's when the crowd are really sort of expecting... You know, sort of our big acts to come on. So um, we have got a spot for you. You got? You reckon you can do a tight ten minutes at eleven thirty? You would get a really, really cool little crowd that sort of like you know br- the brunch crowd. Yeah, I, I when I first started, um, like you know when you start doing the so I don't know if when I say open spots, I don't know if everyone knows what we mean. But like when you start off doing stand up, you're doing open spots, which essentially sometimes that means you're doing like a spot on on, a, on an unpaid gig. Everybody's like very new. But a lot of the time, when you start moving on from that, you're doing open spots at a paid comedy club, but they're having a look at you basically, and then they see you a few times and decide if like you're a football you. trial, isn't it? Yeah, but like, so for the first part of comedy, you're running at a loss because you're going to these gigs, you're not getting paid. Uh, you try and blag a free dinner if they if they're doing food at the venue, and then you head off, right? So um, when it, once I was doing an open spot for, I don't want to name the club or the people involved, because if I name either of them, it's just, well, it's not a great story. So anyway, they I'm on my way to the club. I get a phone call 
And I'm very new at this point. You know, you sort of like turning again. Um, hi, I'm um, I'm the open spot for this evening. Just really grateful. Can I just say uh, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity of letting me. I've heard so many great things about this club. I mean, all the best people play here. So for me to be able oh to, good, you, know, you didn't say all that. Well, I mean, obviously, you? I'm adding some stank on it. To, uh, you know, for the. I used for, to try and be quite funny on the calls, and then never really get some of those gigs. Or I just try and have a bit of banter with them. Yeah, my my thing with that is that I was. That's probably why you. Went up the trajectory quicker than me. Well, can I, first of all, well, it's actually because I actually, I, I didn't have I didn't have loads of acting work on Tom like you did. Do you know what I mean? I, I I wasn't having to fit in gigs in between doing Alan Partridge. So that, that's the difference between <laughs> you and me. <laughs> You're so happy with that, <laughs> genuinely. If I could set up your face, you hit that joke, yeah? Yeah. And your face looked like someone who just opened his Christmas present and it's exactly what he wanted. Yeah. And he didn't uh, think he was going to get it. That, yeah, that only really happens when you're a kid, by the way. That So it's a great feeling when it does so. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, so on the way to the gig, I'm on the train and they phone me up and they go, um, very polite guy says, we've had a problem. One of the actors had to pull out because he's got an audition uh, or he's got to do a self-tape or something. Yeah, it might have been, yeah. Um, and he said, is it possible for you to do 15 instead of 10? Oh, and, wow. and then he said to me, and then he said to me, it'll, 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 uh, what's it, what's it, what's it, what's that word? Something like, we'll look very favourably upon you for, for doing us this, uh, this solid of doing 15 instead of 10. Bearing in mind, I'm unpaid. I mean, listen, 15 minutes of work isn't the biggest thing in the world, but, um, I went, yeah, of course, that, yeah, no, of course. I, I yeah, of course I'd, I'd love to do 15, something like that. Anyway, I turn up at the club. And were you wearing your? Is this in the blazer years? Yeah, yeah. It's a shameful part of my history. I've got to say. I mean, the fact that I, it, like my first. You used to say it for open markets, Mike's in a blazer, a pair of jeans, and a pair of like really smart sort of shoes. No, I didn't. It was actually worse than that because I'd wear a blazer. I'd wear some sort of top underneath jeans. And then my trainers would ma match the colour of the top underneath the blazer. So I really thought it was a flex. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, so I turn up at the gig, and the hose, the compare, goes to me. Oh hi, you know you're Romesh, are you? I said yeah, and yeah, a lot of the time, depending on who, where you're going, they sort of talk to you a bit like shit. I kind of enjoyed it. It's sort of part of the making your way up. But then the the ones that are really polite, I remembered forever. But so like you go, I went in. He goes, so you're Romesh, yeah? I go, yeah. I go, yeah. Um, I got a phone call saying, can I do fifteen instead of ten? And then he goes, can I just stop you? And I said yeah. And he goes it's very kind of you to say you could do 15. My question to you is, can you do 15? And I, and, and I went, yeah, I think I can. He goes, it's just, let me just tell you something about this club. They're very, very smart crowd, right? And if you, if you do 10 and then you start scratching around for the other five, they'll find you out and you're going to look silly. So I'll ask you again, do you think you've got 15 minutes? Right? So I went, yeah. Yeah, I think, although then a little bit of self-doubt creeps in. Do you know what I mean, obviously, because it's yeah, of course, now of course. you're thinking there's a lot riding on me fucking pulling out. Even though I was doing 20s and half an hours regularly, for some reason, this started to like. So I go to him, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, th I, think, yeah, I think I can do it. So I think, look, if you just give me a chance, I, let, just let me show you what I can do. Anyway, we start the gig. He goes on. One of the shittest acts I've ever seen. Like, genuinely. I, like, I was like thinking this guy must be like, he's talking really big here. And like he went on, it's fucking so absolutely bad, mate. Fucking died. So bad, like absolutely took the pressure off. I mean, I had an average fifteen. Do you know what I mean? If anything, he was right. I was scratching around for the last five, but 
Um, it was so funny, man. Like some of the experiences you have when you're starting out of like the way, I remember like coming into an open spot, somebody goes, oh, you're, uh, you're one of these newfangled acts that's trying to move their way through the circuit quickly, aren't you? All right, well, let's see how you get on tonight, shall we? Just stuff like that. Yeah, so mad, so some many of the trash games. talk. Yeah, all of that, man. It's so crazy. I found it also. Uh, I used to, do you know, I used to adore was the uh, the actual open mic nights. Yeah. Oh like man, the, the, the madness the, of the, the. Yeah, but the low level oh, and yeah. also just the characters you'd meet. People have been doing it for fifteen years, and you go, "How long have you been doing this? Fifteen years? I've never had a paid gig." And you'd be like, "What? You've never had a paid gig in fifteen years?" And then like the sort of cold fear would just run through you, and you think. Shit, is this going to be me? Am I going to be like a few years in and I've lit or 15 years in, I've never been paid and I'm still trying to crack away? And some, but actually, you respect those people a little bit more. I, do, I, I can't, think. I do because I feel like because there are some acts that are doing that that you watch them and you go, I genuinely think you probably could be doing it. Do you know what I mean? You could at least be like an act to get on the circuit. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then like you sort of think, I remember coming out of a gig once. And it was like really ropey kind of open open spot gig. And I was with a mate and we'd, he said it was really fun, wasn't it? I said, yeah, it was fun. I said, but if I'm still doing these gigs in three years, I'm going to, I will have a look at myself in terms of do I think I'm going to progress. And he was really disappointed in me. And he was just sort of like, well, aren't you enjoying doing comedy? I said, yeah, I am. I am. But like, it's not just, it's not just that I wanted to get paid. It's like, you want to feel like you're getting better at it. Do you know what I mean? And then like, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I know that stand up comedy, you know, I disagree with, there's a lot of me that disagrees with awards for comedy shows and stuff like that because I sort of think like it's not a race. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you can't quantify who's the best at stand-up comedy. It doesn't make any sense. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, all of those awards for like creative stuff I find a little bit dodgy, to be honest with you. But it wasn't even that. It's just like your validation is like, are you progressing? Are you making your way up? Do you know what I mean? And so but then he made me feel a bit he made me feel a bit mercenary about the whole thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Um, anyway, digressing back to the Toby Carberry. Yeah, sorry. Jesus, is that what we so, started talking about? Fucking hell. Anyway, yeah, we, so at 12 o'clock, the, the bell rings, which means that you can get your Carberry, right? I've got to say, the staff in this place are incredible, and I've never been to a Toby Carberry and come across anyone who's less than gracious and beautiful and amazing in themselves. So, is there, uh, okay, before I, you carry on with this story... It's obviously not been officially announced. Is there something going on with you and Toby Carvery? No, <laughs> no. Have you got some? You've been of... officially announced. Like, well, I'm just, like I'm, I'm just waiting like to be Harry and Meghan. I'm just waiting to be watching the TV and then I hear thick, delicious gravy, <laughs> meat more tender than you've ever tried in your life. You've had Carvery, but have you visited Toby? Something like that. <laughs> I did. Look, I. I've not been asked if I want okay, to do an advert, but right. you know, if they came to me, it's one of the only brands out there that I probably I wanted to be associated with. Because I think they bring a lot of joy to a lot of people. Okay, fine. And sometimes, Ramesh, 
a little bit actually like your friend outside that comedy club, that's enough. Sure. So you, do, you but you, I, I'm sure your agent will be pushing back on the fee though, for all of your noble chatting about how much you want to be associated with it. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll be out some arrangement. Okay. Well, listen, if, if there is, if me. there is anybody affiliated with Toby Carvery, is it Toby's Carvery or Toby Carvery? Toby Carvery. Okay. So he, it, he got rid of the S in about 1982. Jesus Christ. Okay. So if there's anybody affiliated with Toby Carvery, can you get in touch? Tom's really up for doing an advert. He'll appear in it. I love you, Toby. He'll, he'll he'll do the voiceover, whatever you need. He'll 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 even be in his underwear, just being slathered in gravy, if that's what the concept is for the advert. Which is how I spend a Sunday afternoon, anyway. Yeah. Um, so you went to Toby Carvery. They're all beautiful and lovely, yeah. Yeah. Sat there, had my Carvery, watched some people, had a little chat with a couple of people. Yeah. Got back in the car, the gym, ate a little bit too much, and yeah. sort of subsequently was a bit lethargic on the golf course. Yeah. Um, what uh, you can realise now that now why a lot of sort of footballers and sports people don't have a big carvery before a big sporting event. Yeah, sure. It's it's not subjective to playing incredibly well. I've come to the recent realisation that I'd rather be hungry than overly full for a gig or a record or anything like that. I, I just do you know? Um, yeah, go on. Do you know what I've started having what? before a gig now? What? I, I have a big lunch on the tour. I have a big lunch mm. and then. Before I have a Huel, Stephen Bartlett's Huel. It's not first of all. It's not Stephen Bartlett's Huel. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the big guys. He's always promoting it. I know he's always promoting it, but I don't want it. I don't want to feel like I'm drinking. No disrespect to Stephen Bartlett, but you know, Huel is in and of itself above and beyond. I mean, I'm a regular Hueler. They call them Hooligans, don't they? We're Hooligans. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's what the nickname is for the. Are you joking? No. Is that what you guys call yourself? It's not what we got. No, it's what the, that the company came with. That. I didn't come up with that. That's what they. You know when you oh, when you make an man. order when you make. So a, this is a, this is why I love Toby Carvery because it's none of this fucking. It's like we go to Toby Carvery, we enjoy Carvery, we're good for it. Yeah, we're we're not becoming like a pack like the hooligans and wearing t- like sprinting around town laughing about it. Well, I feel like you've embellished it a little bit. To be honest with you. What what's the selection of mates at a Toby Carvery? Uh, gammon, turkey, and beef. Mm. They do a you decent. Take the boys. I've taken the boys before. They love it. They absolutely love it. Um, Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Do they do a nice vegan? They option? do actually. I, I, I was nice. more surprised because because th- sometimes with those sort of things you think they don't need to give a shit about vegans and vegetarians really. Do you know what I mean, like if you're if you're talking about purely on a business model, I can't imagine anybody's going there going specifically for the veggie option. I, you know, unless you, you did. T- well, I, 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 yeah, but none of the rest of the family do. You know, the, one of the Toby Carvery, one of the found, one of the founding fathers of Toby Carvery is no. We don't leave anyone behind. Basically, is no person who come in and not had a have a satisfactory meal, right? So, I think I can go there. I'm, I'm. It's like playing in front of the home crowd for me. Mm. They go, oh, Tom Davis likes Toby Carvery. Of course yeah. he does. Yeah, of course he does. Big he loves, he loves the meat sweats on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. Romesh Rank and Nathan came in and enjoyed a vegan flan. That's the fucking news we want to hear. Oh, he enjoyed one of our vegan Wellingtons. Well, just I, think, I think they might have done a vegan Wellington, actually. Maybe they did. I can't remember. But anyway, they're, they're good options. They're good options. They do a selection of gravy, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mate, it's a wonderful, honestly. I'd, I'd, I'd say now, if you've never been to a Toby Carvery and you've sort of snobbily walked past and sort of like sort of jeered or laughed at them, go in, have a Carvery. And let us know what you think, please. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, please do, yeah. Um, all right, should we do some emails? Because we're, yeah, we, this is supposed to be an email special. 
Um, and I, you're off to meet the hooligans. Are you meeting the hooligans after this? No, I'm off to do league after. You and the hooligans hanging out in your no, Arsenal no, box. No. <laughs> so, um, first thing I want to say is, Tom, you've upset quite a few people. Why? Um, well, I'll read you one of the emails. Uh, Dear oh, Wolf, out, and this is one of a number of emails we've received on this topic, but I've just picked this one. Okay. Dear Wolf, Al Swan and Cat, I'm a massive fan of the podcast. I've listened since the beginning. It never fails to make me laugh. And the advice you give is always thoughtful and heartfelt. However, I was really disappointed to hear the Wolf's comments on insects on the last episode. Many people probably have the same opinion that they're annoying and pointless, but I hope I can convince you they're in fact amazing creatures who deserve our respect. Insects are the most important animals in the world and the most successful animals that have ever lived on Earth. They've been around a long, long time and will probably still be after humans are long gone. If humans disappeared overnight, the world would carry on as normal. Arguably would improve. I've added that. If insects disappeared, all life on Earth would collapse. I don't want to be too dramatic, but insects are so important, do so many vital things that keep the world going. The obvious one is pollination. But it's not just bees that do the pollinating. Moths, flies, and even wasps are all pollinators. I didn't know that. I didn't know that those guys well, were. But this is... Right, okay. Like, don't start getting... Just wait. There wouldn't have been any figs without wasps, for example. What's more... Plants have evolved well, to Hold make... up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Can I just say something, right? I felt guilty after the pollination thing. Then bringing figs into the thing, like it's a massive thing that figs were... What, 8% of the world population have figs. It's well, like, okay, okay first of all, I'm not going to accept a made-up number from you. Second of well, all, okay. they've not said this is the big thing. This is not the thing their argument hinges on. They said there wouldn't no, be no, any... No, 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 I get what the big thing is, is, but then settle with the big thing. Because, you know, the big thing, I felt very, very remorseful and I felt very like... Didn't oh, feel like you did. You, point, you almost jumped in no, and started getting into one. No, no, point well proven when he said, I didn't know about the pollination. Okay. This is, I'm going to just say this now, insects, because I, I got a lot of stick off my mum. My mum genuinely... This is never really ever the maggot fly thing. Yeah, and then listened to the episode and was just disappointed with me in general as a human being. Mm. And, and she went in two-footed on me. And she's like, I can't believe that you didn't know this, this and this. Right, can I just say something? I well, I'll, I'll do an apology after this uh, email, well, because it feels bad cutting into it. But I, there is remorse here. Sorry, okay. I digress. Carry on, my friend. Sure, it, it's not digress. It's more interrupt. But uh, what's more, plants have evolved to make chemicals in response to insects eating them, such as caffeine. So without insects, we wouldn't have tea or coffee. There are loads more reasons why insects are incredible and fascinating animals, but they wouldn't fit in an, all fit in an email. The wolf asked, do we need insects? I hope I've convinced you that we do. They do so much for us in the world that we need to recognise their importance and honour them for their sweet, sweet souls that they are. Tom? Uh, well, so who's, who's written this? This is from the Elephant Hawk Moth. Wow. Um, so the Elephant Hawk Moth, can I just say, you are genuinely... like I, I, I've, I've been picked up on this in person by, by my family by a few people on the tube the other day. Like, there's a couple of people... Look, my, my comments, quite clearly, uh, were idiotic. I, I, di I didn't know quite how much flies, <laughs> moths, and wasps were doing to fuck it, like, how much graft they were putting in. Can I just say, right, for the people who told me that, they, this is amazing, they're doing amazing work, but they need better hype people because mm. the bees are picking up a lot of the... No, no, but the bees are getting a lot of the gravitas for it. And then they've got, which happens in life, don't get me wrong, right? Yeah, it's like, well, it's just a TV show, he gets all the applause for it, but what about the lowly runner type thing, do you know what I mean? It's like... Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I think I think what we need to do is just have a massive conversation. But look, maybe it starts here about all the work that they're doing. And that yeah, I, I genuinely felt bad. Like, because I think now that wasp who stung me. And Blake, can I say this as well, by the way? On the day that this podcast came out, I was attacked three times by three different wasps on my walk back to the station that evening. Do you feel like these feel like, like they, they sent something in the air? Yeah. Or like basically sort of like subliminally. Like for humans, they knew you. They felt that they knew you were an enemy. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a I'm a fucking massive prick. Yeah, yeah. But then, and also, having spoke to a few people, I'm like, oh, maybe I do deserve this. But the original attack from the wasp that started all this, I was just an innocent bystander. Yeah. But now maybe I've become an enemy to them, and I want to say now, and I hold hold my hands up and say I regret some of the things I said about insects. It's clear that they're doing a lot of graft. The bee, may I say, by the way, look, I like the bee. As you've not, as you know, I've never had a problem with the bee. Um, the this, is, bee this is mental, what's happening now, this. The bee has taken a lot of credit for other people's work, right? A lot of credit. How do you think, so, how, let me just stop you there. How has the bee taken credit for it? Because everyone just talks about the bee. Okay, that's not the bee's fault, is it? Look, but... No, it isn't. But no. me and you have both worked in this industry where you know, people get a lot of acclaim and other people... You, and, and you're very, very... You're brilliant at that. And I, I try to be as much going, look, it's a team game. You tell people how many people do. But a bee, I don't I don't necessarily think... I mean, look, it feels a lot of the time that the bee is... is a sort of superstar and the other ones are just sort of picking up a lot of the fucking okay. heavy lifting. All right. Yeah. Okay, so, so you've gone yeah. from inciting all insects, just going in two footed on the bee. All right, well, it feels like, <laughs> no, it feels like, you've, it feels no, like you've really learned a lesson. I, I love the bee. Yeah. I've, like, if I could shrink myself down to insect size and go for a couple of pints and t- like hang out, fly around with it, like the bee would be my first port of call. What I'm saying now is I'm opening it up to go, actually, you know what? If someone said to me, oh, you've got a day where you could be like as big as an insect and you can hang around with them. I, before I'd have probably just spent the whole day shadowing the bee and seeing what he's up to. Mm. Now, what I'm saying, Joe, is I'd probably go, oh, look, Greg, it's been great hanging out with you, mate. We've had a right fun morning pollinating, flying about and stuff. But uh, I'm going to go and hang out with the lowly fly. I'm going to have a little bit of a chat with the moth. I'm going to knock about with the beetle. Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying to you, mate, is my eyes have been opened. Mm. And sometimes it takes more than one species to... to to keep an eye. It's a really positive, lovely message. And by the way, I'm sure the fly that you're hanging out with will have been delighted to hear you describe it as lowly. Um, just turning up to meet up with a fly like you're doing it a fucking favour. Like the fly's not got a life of its own. He's been waiting for you to be shrunk down. Turn up. Um, anyway, I think I think that's... I think that's suitably sorted that out. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're also getting most of the emails that we're getting are the word mango, by the way, just so you know. It's, um, oh, yeah, yeah, the mango thing. It's really, I, uh, what we didn't realise when we did that is that the episode automatically rolls on on Takeshi's car. So you will autom- you will always see that. You don't have to. It's, it's actually more difficult to not see us saying that than yeah. it is if you care. So that was bad. Okay, do you want to do another email? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. How are we doing for time? How many? How many more do you want to do, Tom? Let's do two more. Okay. Uh, bear with me one second. Is that one of the boys' bedrooms you're in? No. Uh, what room is it? What's it, say, what's it say on the door behind you? Well, oh, the good, the bad. I know, sir. I know, sir. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Um, oh, they're film posters. Yeah. Do you like them? 
Yeah, oh, is that your... Oh, I'll get it. It's probably your cinema, isn't it? I don't have a cinema. <laughs> um, fuck, I'm trying to find this email, sorry. Your home cinema? No, I don't have a home cinema. Uh, all right, here we go. You're basically in a home cinema. I'm in a, I'm in a pram park. I've got fucking two prams in my office now. Um, well, you're a father, aren't you? Yeah, I know, yeah, but I don't mind getting parked in here now. I've done something, but before we get to another email, how, can I ask you a question? You're what? 40, yeah. You're 44, right? 44, yeah. I'm 45. Yeah. How old do you feel? Depends. Uh, two mornings ago, I must have felt about 66. Mm. I was so stiff and achy. Like, I got up five times in the night for a urinate, to urinate. You got up five times for a urinate? Yeah, for a piss. Yeah, I mean, well, this, is what I was, this is what I was asking the question, because I mentally don't, I don't feel like an adult. I mean, it's not that I don't feel like an adult. I don't feel like I'm a man in his 40s. Can I just say, just before, we've just had a three and a half minute conversation about living with insects. I think it's fair to say neither of us are actual grown-ups mentally. No, that's true. However, I went to the gym before I came to do this podcast. Right. And I lifted two weights to return them to the thing. Right. And now my back feels a bit funny. And, and, and it's not, it wasn't, I wasn't even doing an exercise. And this happened to me a few times. Is this happening to me more and more frequently? And now what, I'm having to... Picking up and carrying the weights back? No, not just specifically that. But what I mean is you do genuinely, something... all joking aside, that's one time where people get injured loads. Is it? Because when you're lifting... You're lifting with... Uh, Decent form. Analysis, but yeah, form, but also, yeah, intent. Yeah. Right? And then when you just... You basically... I've done that before. I did it a few weeks ago. I was pick, picking up the weight that I've been uh, pre bench pressing and picked it up so lethargically that it yanked my shoulder out. It just fucked my shoulder for about a week. Well, this is the... This is the is I am now of, of an age. I've got to accept it. And Lisa's finding it very funny and sort of going to me, oh, old man Ramesh has got another niggle. Oh. But um, I'm constantly carrying some sort of like little tweak or something. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, but this is a yeah. How about me and Kaffa? Kaffa, we went for breakfast yesterday morning, and yeah. she absolutely roasted me about all the different ailments that I was moaning about. Yeah, physically and mentally. I'm starting to find it quite. Is, I'm so, I, I'm having to accept the fact that I am. I'm of an age now. Do you know what I mean, I've sort of been in denial, but I am. I'm old. Is it? You have to. Yeah, we both. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When are you you're planning? When are you planning? You're on... older than me, so you're. Yeah, year, right. just, no, I know year. that. I know that. When are you? When are you planning on retiring? Never. What do you mean, never? I'll keep on going For, till you die. Yeah, I think so. Probably, yeah. All right. Okay. I, I quite, what about you? You were thinking of retiring. You I... won't retire. I can tell you now. You will not retire. Why are you saying that? I just know you. I'm thinking about genuinely. This you is... love the game. I do, but I'm thinking that I don't want to. I don't want people to have too much. I don't want to do too much. No, no, but, 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 but look, 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 look. I mean, there's, a, there's an argument that I've already, sh that ship has already sailed, but anyway, go on. <laughs> no, but by retiring, what are we talking about? I'm talking about we're disappearing. Talking about... I mean, like, I'm talking about completely stopping. That's it, you're done. And then I can tell you now, look, I adore you, you know that. You'd retire, right? And I reckon within two years, you'd be making your big comeback because you couldn't handle retirement. That's, that's exactly what Flo said to me, but... Um, I think I'm thinking. I don't know when. I'm. I'm not. I. I. I might just surprise you on one of these podcasts when I've decided I'm going to do it. We're doing the Wolf and Owl one day, and then you do your final thoughts, and then at the end of it, I'll go. Um, okay, we're. Well, the song I'm choosing is My Way 
Um, guys, thank you so much for everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> so someone, someone I genuinely respect has been quite a cool sort of fella. You've suddenly become ultimately cheesy. You're essentially, you're essentially going out the way that I'd expect <laughs> to go out. JT, can, the name, can you bleep that? Can, can you bleep that name, please, uh, JT? Um, I can't see it, man. I can't see it. Well, I, I think, I think, I genuinely think, I think you'll be like prior or any anyone who does it till the end. I, I think I'll probably keep gigging. You know, yeah, yeah but that's up, what I mean. I, yeah, but like, not I won't be doing a show. I like rock up at a club and do twenty or something like that. I, I can imagine doing that forever. Oh my god! What? What? Just the way you said that. Yeah, I'll probably just like pop up, uh, just rock up at a club, just bust out twenty, just to show I'm still keeping my fingers in. Like, like, I, like you're not retiring. You're doing your big fucking. I am. You're gonna go on. You know. Whatever, and, and you're not Lee Evans in it. Where Lee Evans has completely disappeared. That's what I'm. Pl- no, that's you're what. Still- no, that's my plan though. But that that's the plan. But the problem is, is that I really love doing. Stand-up. I think you like it too much. I think you love it too much. Yeah, maybe. I I, I I'm gonna tell you. I I I I love I love the stand up. I like the acting. So you're just gonna carry, keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't. I don't yeah, obviously, I'd you know, touch would probably not through know, any fucking doing of mine at some point slow down. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think it would be strange to sort of, I've, you know, I, we both only came into this late. Yeah, that's true. As much as we seem like we've been around for a bit, we were only both, what, 10, like 13, 14 years in, yeah, like, that's true. when we started. Um, all right, well, look, I'm going to go for, oh, look, I, what, what I can tell you is I will go for another year, probably. I mean, the, the tour's happening. Another so, year. Yeah. And then, so start, I'll, start, I'll start interviewing What's the date, what's the date today? I, so what Other is it? animals. 8th of September, I reckon... 8th of July next year, start having a look around. Maybe, what, there's, a, a maybe there's a wombat or something that needs to, to get involved. <laughs> no, I'm really joking. Wolf of the wombat. <laughs> <laughs> that we couldn't, because that would be like you losing Screech from Saved by the Bell. You'd be fucked. What? No. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm not planning on it. I was just asking, I was just wondering if you had a plan. That's all. No, no, no. Uh, okay, this is from The Wavering Wallaby. Uh, I need your help if possible, but please keep me anonymous. For background, I moved to Australia around seven years ago on my own. It's been amazing getting out of my comfort zone at a young age, but it's been hard on and off being so far away from family and friends, particularly during COVID when borders were shut. I got into a relationship about a year and a half ago with my girlfriend, also from the UK, and I love her a lot. We live together and have a dog. However, I've recently got back from a trip from England to see my family, although it was amazing. I'm now seriously considering moving back to that side of the world, particularly because my siblings are starting to have babies and want to be part of their kids' lives. I brought this up with my girlfriend, said I'm struggling with homesickness, and would she ever consider moving there? Her answer was pretty cold. The answer was a firm no, she'd hate it, would feel trapped, and then change the conversation. I was a bit upset that that was it, that my feelings weren't even considered in this conversation. Now I'm really struggling to know what to do. Do I wait and see if she ever changes her mind? Do I go back to England on my own, which might be a bit hasty? Do I approach the conversation again, even though she's made her views clear? Any help would be much appreciated. Love, the wavering wallaby. Tommy D. Yo, um, <clears throat> the wavering wallaby. Um, I think in a situation like this, I think it's probably, because I think you've asked a question as to whether she'd want to go back rather than actually sort of say, 
maybe all of your reasons and the different things that you different reason reasoning and why you want to go. Uh, so actually, I think having an honest conversation about exactly how you're feeling about missing family and and sort of you know nieces and nephews being born and yeah, you know, I, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to to sort of feel or to ask about. But then to sort of take her feelings into account, you've got to think about the fact that for her, is she is there bigger reasons that she doesn't want to go back? You know, some people go somewhere like Australia for a new life and a new start uh, in an excited sort of way. Other people go there because they just simply want to get away. And I think it's it's worth just sort of having that chat with her and, and being quite open and letting her be open as, as to why she's, she's, she's so against going back there. I think it's um, I think it's a very difficult situation as well because I, I think I certainly have friends who moved over to Australia and, and some are still there and, and some came back because you know life was moving on without them or things didn't just quite work out and I think when I think it's it's a really brave thing you've done to go over there but also I think sometimes you don't want to then get into this next stage of a relationship with someone when you're going to start having that little bit of resentment as to you want to go back and she wants to stay. And that's that's not just quite a small thing within the hub of a relationship. It's a pretty massive thing. And I actually think that that will just get bigger and bigger and actually it will sort of start sprouting a bit of animosity and hard feelings if, if you're sort of staying there. Not against your will, but you there's something else you want to do. I wouldn't make any hasty decisions. I'd discuss it. You've got a life with her. It sounds like a brilliant life as well. Uh, and I'd just work out the best way that you could you can... You can make this work for both of you, but as always, I think having that sort of honest, deep conversation between the two of you is is the is the way forward. Um, and listening rather than just sort of saying how you know, and making sure that when you when you tell her how you feel, you, you speak openly and from the heart. And that, that's uh, that's always the best advice for any any problem. I think very very good well, friend. advice. Uh, I would say to you. Um, there are two issues here. One issue is that you are thinking about moving back to the UK. The other issue is how your other half handled your bringing this up. And what you want to not do is conflate the two things. So the fact that she kind of reacted to you in a way that you didn't feel was like particularly uh, considerate, it, the danger of that is it then might make this an issue for you and you start convincing yourself that you want to move back to the UK more than you actually do because it becomes like a hot topic or like a thing that you really become obsessed with because you're sort of annoyed with the way that she she handled it. We Obviously, we don't know from your email how full-on you presented the the argument or, or the, you know, the issue. But what I would say is I think Tom's absolutely right. You want to sort of bring it up again and, and, and kind of say exactly why you feel the way that you do. But before you have that conversation, I would get it right in your head exactly how you do feel about it. Because it's one thing going back and enjoying the trip. You know, I've got like, you know, my dad had a lot of brothers and a sister. And so I've got cousins like all over the world and who we keep in regular contact with. And I go and see them every like however long. I haven't seen them for a long, long time. But, you know, I've got family in Canada and Australia and blah, blah. And whenever I go and visit them, I come back feeling like I want to stay over there. Um, and that feeling does, it's because, you you know, you love seeing them and you miss them or whatever. There's a lot of shouting going on inside. I have to go out there and lay the smack down on these people. Um, but um, and then um, but then but then you those you realise actually in the grand scheme of things, it, you, it's nice to go and see them. But actually, you like your life where it is. 
So, you know, I would say that you need to kind of make sure you know how you feel, because if you're going to make this a big thing, there's going to be an ongoing discussion with your girlfriend who it seems like it would not, does not want to do that at all. For you to make that a thing, you have to be 100% sure how you feel about it and not allow that to be accelerated by the fact that she reacted in a way that you weren't that happy with. So uh, so basically, I'm giving you the same advice as Tom, but just, you know, my, my two key things were be absolutely crystal clear about how you feel about it. And then once you're sure about that, then go in and have another chat and see where you go from there. And then the honest truth is that you don't have to make the difficult decision of, you know, if it, let's just hypothesize that you really do want to move back to the UK. You've got to make a decision about whether you give that up because your relationship's more important or that you're so determined to go back to the UK that that's something that the relationship is playing is is secondary to. Um, but yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, but good luck to you, Wavering Wallaby. We wish you the very, very best. Peace. Uh, all right, Tom. Um, I know we were going to do two, but we then got we then got digressed. So, do you want yeah. to uh, do you want to take us out, and then um, we're recording another one in a couple of days, so we can get to the ones that we missed out this time. All right, go for it. Mike. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Peace, war, friendship, enemies. What does it all really mean? I guess in the end, the truth is, it's one person's inability to listen to others or look harshly or non-favorably on something they don't understand. I myself have been caught up in a tornado, a self-doubt, an anger against a group of bugs and insects that maybe I held ill will to for longer than I even care to remember. But it's then the friends, the people, may I say, the gentle earwigs who've had my ear this week, who've opened my eyes to a world that I didn't understand, and if I'm going to be completely honest, at times feared. But now that fear has changed. It's changed to almost a cause of wonder. I can tell you now, friends, next time I walk past a blackberry bush or some dandelions or daffodils and I see a wasp nipping in for a tuck, Instead of running as fast as I can or getting ready to batten him down, I'll give him a silent gaze and maybe a sort of smarmy smile and think, go on, friend, go about your business. For you are helping us all in your own cheeky way. Insect bugs, if you can hear me, and no doubt you can somehow. Thank you. Really, really nice, Tom. Really nice. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for that. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, uh, JT, could you play us out with a song I've been listening to a lot? It's called My Lover by Notes. I can't stop listening to it. That's my earworm of the week. Uh, guys, we will see you next time. Take care of yourselves. I think, you know, honest opinion, this, this episode was what? What would you say? Seven, six? Five and a half, seven to seven out of ten. So it's pretty six, in yeah. Yeah, six. Six out of ten. Uh, thank you, guys. We'll see you for another six. Hopefully, six out of ten. Who knows? It could be on. A, it could be the beginning of a massive decline now, uh, as I head towards retirement. Uh, much love to you. Speak soon. Bye bye. Peace, peace. I can never be a fool to you, my lover. My lover, never be a fool to you, my lover. My lover, everything I do for you, my lover. My lover, I'll never be a fool to you, my lover. Uh, my lover.
If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.